0: gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Clay Felker was a legendary journalist and mentor to a generation of newspaper reporters and editors. He taught what became legendary adages as applicable to life as they were to writing, including point of view is everything, personal is better, and, open for interpretation, put something shocking at the top of the page. But my very favorite Felkerian adage, Clay Felker at his best, was this, never hold your best stuff. Recently I was reminded of this in a 75-minute spin class, an indoor cycling class featuring a simulation of an unrelenting hill climb, to be exact, when the instructor shouted over the assaultive beat of the music, do not waste your time with me, and don't save it till the end. As applicable to life as it is to cycling, do not waste your time and don't save it till the end. I dug deep, vaporized the last drop in my all but empty tank and crested the imaginable hill. And instead of keeling over, I experienced a kind of exhilaration and victory, mind over matter, grace over mind, and gratitude at the opportunity to practice giving it all. Really, why would we hold our best stuff? Why would we save it till the end? Well, I, for one, worry that I might need it, whatever it is, later. (laughs) I don't know when exactly, but, well, later. So what happens when we choose to live as if This is later, this is later, what if this is it, and this is it, and this is it. I read that there's an old expression that speaks to this. I'd love to know if any of you have heard this. Apparently, in some long ago day, when you bought material to sew pants or a jacket or a dress, This is really before my time. Um, Whoever was selling it to you would say, feel the width. It was a big deal to get more. Quality was not the issue. So never mind if you wanted something fine, you got width. You got a lot of something not so fine. Forget width. This is the spiritual practice of quality. We do not... Waste our time. We don't save it till the end. Never hold your best stuff. I'm trying to think of an exception to this spiritual discipline, and I can't. Except, I'm thinking about Jack McDonald, and I want to be sure to lift up how he did it. Jack McDonald lived in Washington State and died this past September at the age of 98. His stepdaughter describes him as quirky and eccentric in many ways. After the death of his wife, he lived in a modest one-bedroom apartment. He rode the city bus. His shirts were threadbare. He loved a good deal. He was an inveterate coupon clipper and would often visit multiple grocery stores to take advantage of specials. Once he bought so many cans of frozen orange juice he had to borrow space in a standalone freezer. But when his will was read, it shocked almost everyone who knew him. To three local charities, he left 187.6 million dollars. His life goal, as it turns out, was to do the most good with his wealth, amassed by investing money he had inherited from his family. He wanted to be remembered as a philanthropist. How do you want to be remembered? Never hold your best stuff. Neem Karoli Baba was one of the greatest spiritual masters of our time. Ram Das is one of his best-known American students. Krishnadas, uh, called by the New York Times the chant master of American yoga, was also his student and lived in the Himalayan foothills with Neem Karoli Baba in the 1970s. These are Ram Dass's, I mean, I'm sorry, these are Krishnadas's words. It took a while to get with the program. He says, you have to understand, we came over from America. We wanted to be yogis. He wouldn't buy any of that. We would ask, Maharaji, how can we know God? We figured we got the guy here. He knows the answers. We're going to ask him the questions. How do we find God? Serve people. What it was totally beyond our understanding? We tried again. How do we raise our kundalini? Feed people. What? But Maharaji, how can we be happy? Stop thinking of yourselves. How extraordinary to be told in no uncertain terms that our best chance for enlightenment will come with choosing how to give ourselves away. Giving not just something we think we can do without, but giving our very best. Serve people. Feed people. How do you want to be remembered? Never hold your best stuff. Irish playwright George Bernard Shaw wrote, Life is no brief candle to me. It is a sort of splendid torch which I've got a hold of for the moment, and I want to make it burn as brightly as possible before handing it on to future generations. That's enthusiasm, literally enthusiasm to be full of the spirit. That's getting that this is it. Across the years, he's not telling us what to do, he's telling us how. In New Orleans, they say, all in. You may not know the name Carol Spinney, but you know him. I'll give you a hint. A documentary about him is set to premiere this year. It's called I Am Big Bird. Carol Spinney was born in Waltham, Massachusetts. Attended Act- Acton, Borobor- I'm sorry, Acton Boxborough High School and the Art Institute of Boston's College of Art and Design, and became a cartoonist and puppeteer. In 1969, at the Puppeteers of America Festival in Salt Lake City, he gave an ex- sort of ambitious experimental presentation hosted by one of his puppets whose unfortunate name was Picklepuss. <laughs> the show combined different live puppetry techniques with film projections, but went awry due to various technical issues and other problems. In the moment, it most almost certainly felt like a complete and unqualified disaster. But afterward, a young TV producer approached him and said, I liked what you were trying to do. His name was Jim Henson. Jim Henson was already envisioning a new show for children that would become the iconic Sesame Street and invited Carol Spinney to work on it with him. Jim Henson had recognized someone who was all in, someone with enthusiasm, giving it all. Carol Spinney did not disappoint for over 40 years now as well as playing Oscar the Grouch. He has been the man inside Big Bird. So Carol Spinney tells this great story. He says, while people usually respond enthusiastically when they hear what I do, not everyone is impressed. Once I was at a newsstand when Life magazine caught my eye. It was an issue commemorating 50 years of television and along with Lucille Ball, Bart Simpson, Milton Berle, Joan Collins, and the 60-minute stopwatch, there was a beautiful picture of Big Bird on the cover. I'll be darned, I said out loud. It's not often that I get on the cover of Life magazine. The woman behind the counter was skeptical. Oh, what do you mean? I pointed to Big Bird and said, I play him. I'm Big Bird. She rolled her eyes and said, well, I wouldn't tell people about it. All in. (laughs) Feed people. Serve people. How do you want to be remembered? Never hold your best stuff. Beloved spiritual compassions, what if we choose to live as if this is later? This is later. What if this is it? This is really it. May we live as we choose to be remembered. Remembering that it's up to us whether our lives are a brief candle or a splendid torch. A torch that we make burn as brightly as possible before handing it on to future generations. May we choose to live with enthusiasm, all in. May we serve and feed. And let's tell people about it. Amen.